I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. We've been talking about a lot of things relating to our community and that important connection. And, uh, of course, uh, we spent the day yesterday uh, talking about vaccines and uh, KSL News Radio broadcasts throughout the day at a little pop-up uh, station out at uh, the Megaplex at Valley Fair, helping people from all communities, uh, young and old alike, come in and uh, get their vaccine. And there's so many places and so many ways you can do that now. Uh, as we continue to focus on the community, we're really pleased to be joined by Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson. Mayor, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. It's great to be with you. So as we continue to talk about uh, vaccinations and uh, each of us have, uh, this is a team sport. Uh, we've been talking about the jazz today, uh, but vaccines are a team sport as well. And that they do, all of this has impacted our families in, in really unique ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think about the jazz and how excited we all are, many of us, most of us uh, for the playoffs. And if these players were not vaccinated, we just simply could not hold a tournament, let alone, you know, we tried in the early days and had a lot of hiccups with sports. And so they're playing because they're vaccinated and um, we're really encouraging everyone to feel the relief I'm feeling right now as a mom, given my last child was just vaccinated. Uh, He received his first dose and soon he'll have the full protection. Uh, that's great. And, and just share with us just a, a little bit. I think it's important for all of us to uh, to recognize that when we talk about the pandemic, when we talk about COVID-19, when we talk about vaccine, it really is a family affair. Oh, absolutely. I think about my own situation. Um, and, you know, I, I and my husband were eligible before our kids, which is really <laughs> uncomfortable. But, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the way it worked with the testing and the efficacy and the rollout. But um, yeah, I mean, I think what what I feel and what I think um, people that I know feel when their kids are vaccinated is just a sense of, you know, security and relief. Um, I've talked to people who are getting ready to go on that camping trip again and um, people who, you know, everyone has their own comfort zone, I think, with any risk. And um, some were probably more uh, locked down than others, certainly, and I get that, but uh, I'll tell you again, as a mom, I'm just feeling great that we're as a family on our way to getting where we need to be. 
Yeah, and it's so interesting as the uh, as the conversations start to shift as we start to work our way out of this. We we just had Sid Tetrell on from the Women's Tech Council talking about how em- the employees that were employed pre-pandemic are not the ones that are coming back to work. They've changed and they're they're looking at things differently in terms of working from home and having options. Uh, as you look at it from a leadership standpoint as uh, the mayor of Salt Lake County, what are some of the things that you're seeing that are a little different now in terms of how we emerge from the pandemic? Well, I think she's right. I know that organizations, businesses got really used to doing things a certain way. And anytime you shift um, a plan with your workforce, there's some risk. So the fact that we had no choice, we did go and many of us work from home. And clearly their positions, I'm well aware, at Salt Lake County and throughout our community where that wasn't possible. But many people were um, juggling things from home. Um, and we do know that the impact on that was um, rougher on women generally. Yeah. Um, having said that, I think next year our kids are going to be back in school. Schools will be operating um, normally. I think there, we, there's still a question about when the youth up to 12 years old will be vaccinated, but we'll generally be up and running normally. And I think, wow, what an opportunity for an employer to understand that some of the benefits of COVID, the few benefits, but there were some, um, is this idea that people can still be productive, be able to work from home, get more work done maybe earlier in the morning because there isn't that commute, but be able to leave a little earlier to go to that soccer game and then come back and work again. And I think we're understanding, I do at least as a major employer, that we can start to look at a lot of positions with some remote working um, into the future. Yeah, and I think everyone is so positive. And, and again, I think, I think it's a combination of – uh, this this round of school, this version of school ending, summer coming, uh, people being able to emerge, vaccines are happening. Uh, what are some of the things that we should still make sure we don't lose sight of or lose track of uh, as we work our way out of this? Well, we need to get more people in the community vaccinated. Um, the risk is 100%. Still, well, it's a little less than maybe it was at the beginning of COVID, certainly, but uh, or midpoint. Uh, but still, there's risk out there if you're not vaccinated. I'd say that if we can get closer to 70 80% of everyone eligible, then we will be um, in a much better position. Uh, I know that our, I talked to our health director, Gary Edwards, about this today. We, um, the, the medical health community is looking at whether or not COVID um, becomes more aggressive again in the fall, mm-hmm. where we might see what we saw last year. Now, with if we're vaccinated, we're not going to see as many cases. But we don't want the unvaccinated to then start seeing really high health risks um, and higher cases. That's not good for anybody. It's not good for our medical system. So we're looking long term. We're looking at when and how people will come back in for a booster. Uh, We're hoping and we do see the drug companies shifting how many doses they're sending in a packet and changing the parameters around that. So we're seeing more locally based options. That might mean that you can just go into your doctor's office rather than the health clinic, et cetera, from day one for that booster. But we would hope and assume that we'll be in a much better position as a community uh, in future years. Fantastic. And uh, just real quickly, Mayor, as we wrap up, uh, what's the one thing from the from the pandemic that you hope we don't lose or don't change coming out of it? 
Well, frankly, I think we've already touched on it. It's that idea that we can do things differently. There's been a lot of, I called COVID this time of disruption, but it also was a time of innovation. So let's foster that innovation. Let's think differently. And I love that many of us that were kind of holed up with immediate family found maybe some special connections. There was a lot of fear, but I think there were some interesting (laughs) connections made, and we want to hold on to that as well. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, that creative disruption always leads to good in- innovation and uh, we'll, we'll take that any way that we can get it. And I hope we uh, maintain that moving forward. Uh, Salt Lake County Mayor uh, Jenny Wilson, thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate your leadership uh, throughout the pandemic. And uh, know, we know there's a lot of good things on the horizon as well. Yeah, thank you. And I hope everyone has a great weekend. All right. Fantastic. Again, that's uh, Mayor Jenny Wilson joining us on the line. Give us some perspective. And again, so important, get vaccinated, get your shot, link arms. Uh, let's all move forward together as a community. We're going to step aside. Final commercial break. When we come back, we're talking about the difference between your character and your reputation and why that matters. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.